All right, so we're back with Beyond Sunday, and actually we're doing something very different this time. We're doing a part two with, with Jimmy, and one of the things that uh, we kind of talked about and ended the last podcast uh, episode with was talking about just uh, kind of mental health, and, and Jimmy has such a heart for families, for, for marriages, um, and so I didn't want to shortchange that. And so what we're going to talk about is really about that, um, especially in a post-COVID world, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. It has been... It's been crazy. Like, and, and it, it seems like all of us are in this pool drowning together, mm-hmm. and there is no lifeguard right now. Mm-hmm. It, it is just like we're all experiencing it yeah. together. You know, we, we talked about like 9 11, you had people that were right there at the epicenter of it, mm-hmm. and then all the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. And, and we kind of could see it, but we could turn it off. Right. With COVID, right. we can't turn this off. Right. Like, I mean, it's at our schools, it's, right. it's everywhere, it's social media and all that. And so um, we want to really kind of break down what are some things you're seeing in this, In the, it's not even a post-COVID world yet. Right. We're, we're still in it. Right. What are what are some like trends you're seeing that are happening in our churches and our families and our marriages that kind of concern or some good things? Like, what do you see? Yeah. So you mentioned that's right. And, and I think it's good that we, we talk about mental health because um, I just, I want to say this first is I just think there can be this huge stigma when it comes to mental health and no one wants to talk about it because yeah. no one wants to seem like they're crazy or whatever, but I think the church should be at the forefront of talking about Absolutely. this, you know, and I've, I've shared my sort of my mental health journey and kind of what I've gone through with uh, in different different situations um, with anxiety and, and dealing with depression, and, and I'm not ashamed of that. It's a part of my story yeah. and a part of how, how God uh, has has uh, kind of molded me and shaped me. But yeah, I, I think with COVID, you know, the anxiety is just kind of through the roof because everyone is everyone is so worried. And I think what's happened is is COVID just sort of it all the control that we felt like we had we don't have anymore, right? Yeah. Because you know now you know thing jobs were changing, schools were closing. You know you couldn't go out and all this stuff. And it's just it just leads to all of this unknown. And we we're, we're a people that like to be in control. And COVID has sort of taken a help kind of taking that out of our control. And so now we're anxious. We're worried about our kids and what's, how's this going to affect them? You know, we've had to cancel, uh, people have had to cancel weddings and mm. celebrations and things have just, again, and it's just like, we don't like to live in what we feel like is, is, as being out of control. So, so we, we worry, uh, part of COVID was, you know, the isolation, we weren't getting yeah. out as much. And so we, we were, we were stuck in our homes and for some people, that was great, right? You get to be with your family. You get to know your family. But for some people, that w- that that really exposed a lot of, yeah. of hurt and dysfunction in families. I mean, you know, you, you heard about, you know, d- domestic violence cases went up during yeah. COVID because, you know, they, they were just, they were, they were locked in together. And, and what was happening was it was, it was just, it was just revealing a lot of stuff that, that no one had, had, had dealt with. And I think that's the other part of it too, is this pressure of COVID kind of has, has exposed some things in us, some mm-hmm. exposed some good things, some, some resiliency, but also exposed a lot of ugly, yeah. too, and and kind of how how we do life. And so I, I think it, it's important that that w- once these things are exposed, that we that we deal with these and we talk about these things and, and talk about how how God can help us um, kind of fight through these things and deal with these things, but also. You know, sometimes it's important to, to you know, I got to go outside of myself, outside of our family and say, hey, look, we need help. Yeah. We're struggling here. This is this, my, you know, I mean, marriage is struggling. We're hurting here or my kids are struggling and it's okay to invite in help. And sometimes that can be pastor, that can be, you know, a, a community group. But a lot of times that needs to be a, a, a counselor, a, you know, a licensed professional counselor to kind of look in and say, hey, 
let me let's let's look at this and say what what can, what do we need to do to, to get stronger here to get better to improve because right now what we're doing is just not working and that's what so uh, kind of being transparent a couple of years ago about five years ago I dealt with depression mm -hmm. and I, I came to you and mm -hmm. I was like man I need guidance right. and you pointed me to a counselor and one of the things you said that really helped me, and I, I never known this, is find the counselor that's good for you. Right. They're different. And, yeah. you know, and yeah. so you want to find one that is, that is going to help you with that journey. And I was able to find one, mm -hmm. but also I, I understood I had a chemical imbalance. Mm -hmm. And so I had to take a, a kind of an anxiety medicine. Right. Through this, through this journey. And I think a lot of times in the church, we have this stigma that, yeah. that you know, a cancer patient gets chemotherapy. Right. Right. Like that's just a given. But right. if you have, a, you know, I have a chemical imbalance, right. but we feel like prayer and here's a verse here right. and here's right. that, and it right. doesn't help out with right. that. And that's kind of a stigma that we have yeah. with mental health. And that's, so yeah. you deal with that a lot, don't yeah, you? Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a huge danger. You can do a lot of damage when, when you tell someone who's struggling with a, with a mental illness to say, well, if you prayed more, or if you had more faith, then, then what that does is it just makes someone who's already feeling down and hurt and vulnerable, that just that just adds shame into their yeah. lives. And, and so, yeah, so a lot of times I believe, yes, God, God can deliver us from things, but God also gives us wisdom, wisdom yep. to say, hey, this is bigger than me and I need help. And, and you know, I, I, same thing for me. I, I had to get on some medicine to help kind of manage my anxiety. And, and I tell people all the time, you know, medicine doesn't fix it, but what medicine does is it helps kind of, because sometimes the analogy I'll give is you feel like you're drowning. Yes. And what sometimes medication can do. Uh, and I'm not... At, I'm not, please don't hear us say, go get medicine. Yeah. You know, that's, that's between yeah. you and your, your doctor. We're not giving any kind of medical advice here. But it's just, for me, what medicine did is it allowed me to, to feel like my head was above water so that I could breathe and then I could just have some perspective and say, okay, okay, here's, here's what I need to do and here's some things. Uh, it's, just like, it's just like, you know, giving medication to a child and who, mm -hmm. who maybe is struggling with, with some kind of uh, attention uh, uh, disorder ADD or something. Or, yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, I give you the medicine, but you still have to make right choices. Absolutely. Right? You, still have to do, you still have to do the right thing. And same thing with, with the medication. Uh, if you choose to do that, you still have to choose to look at life differently. You still have to choose to make some, some wise choices in this area. It's not going to just take it all away. Yeah, and we're, we're giving people freedom to, because I feel like we're so closed off as Christians. Mm -hmm. We're like, it's the Bible and prayer, mm -hmm. and that's it. And mm -hmm. if you go outside of that, you're breaking God's laws. And God gave us accountability. God right. gave us community. And right. I especially in the world of isolation, yeah. we feel like I got to go do my personal devotion. And, and I hear that all the time, especially yeah. with when we talk about depression, it's like, yeah. well, you go, go do your devotion, yeah. isolate yourself. Yeah. And it's like, no, God gave us biblical right. community right. and gave us people to come alongside to right. talk through this. And yeah. it's like we, we've shunned that. Isolation is the, the order of the day. Yeah. It's, you know, and that's one of the worst things that you can do when you're struggling with a mental illness is to isolate yourself, right? Because that just, then what happens is you just do a lot of negative self-talk, yeah. um, you know, or have these automatic negative thoughts. And, and then, and so when all the, the only voice you hear is yours, your voice is going to make things worse and it's going to intensify things, make, make it worse than maybe what it really is. And, and I think, uh, you know, what we need to do is kind of like what you said. Yeah. Is reach out, be a part of our, our community mm -hmm. and really, and really kind of say, Hey, I'm, I'm in this place and I'm stuck and I, I, I need help. And then, you know, and it's very, it's very biblical. You know, we need, we need to carry each other's burdens and, and we need to help keep each other accountable. We need to encourage one another. We want to need to do that. And so I think you're right. Isolation 
is 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 kind of one of the worst things you can do in 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 kind of anything, right? Yeah. We, we weren't meant to be isolated. We, we were we were meant for community, but especially when you're struggling, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling depressed, and you just kind of pull away from society. That that then you're just all by yourself, and 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 all you're hearing is is negativity because that's what that's what's in your heart, that's what's in your mind. Yeah, and so. Kind of along those lines, mm-hmm. uh, version. I get the top like five mm-hmm. searches every week of what the what are people looking for? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the topics they're needing scripture on and, and searching for? And to be honest with you, um, since COVID started, these top five have never changed. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want to talk about them because, it, to be honest, it broke my heart mm-hmm. um, that these are the top five things that people are searching. And, and I think they're hurting and you right. see that. Right. And you talked about it, like number five is marriage. Right. Um, there's a lot, and I have friends right now that are going through divorce. Um, we had no clue. Right. And they didn't have any clue until COVID hit and then they had to live together. They, they had done yeah. separate. Yeah. And so yeah. we've seen that, but I also see that people aren't reaching out and right. help. They're, it's kind of like they've shunned it. Like, yeah. it's all right. like, what do you see with marriage? And Yeah, I, I read this article not too long ago, and it said the average couple waits about six and a half years before they go to counseling. Um, and, I, and that just floored me because it, it's like, okay, can you imagine having a wound that festers for six and a half years before you ever, done, you ever did anything about it? And a lot of times when people go, and in my experience, um, not always, but a, a majority of the time people were coming to counseling when it was almost already too late, right? Yeah. And, and, and so it's like, okay, we, if, you would, if we could have done this, if we could have the minute, because I think people think if I go to counseling, that means that something's wrong. Yeah. And I think a lot of times what counseling does is it just kind of helps. It's, it's more maintenance. It's just making sure that we're good, making sure that we're okay, making sure that we're, you know, we're thinking about things that we need to. And, and, and yes, sometimes there are, there are some things wrong and, and, and we can't fix them on our own. And so I think I see that in a lot of, a lot of marriages is, marriage, we think that, that good marriages just happen and they don't, they take work. Yeah. Right. You have to, you have to work at being a good husband. You have to work (laughs) at being a good, a good wife. And, and so, and it's not a lot of big stuff. One of the things I see a lot and I read a lot and I love uh, Paul David Tripp and a lot of stuff that Mm. the writings that he does, but he just talks about so much of marriage is just in the mundane. It's just in the little things, you know, how, how well do we do in the little things of, of, of taking care of each other, loving on one another, how we're helping, how we're supporting all those yeah. things. And it's, it's not these big grandiose gestures. It's just, are you, are you, are you faithful just in the little stuff? Because, Absolutely. you know, if you're, if you're doing things in the little stuff, then when stuff hits, you know, from big things come, then, then it's not like this crisis mode. It's like, Hey, we're, we're okay. And I think another thing with marriages is a lot of marriages are kind of coming in or people are looking at marriage like, well, as long as it works for us, yeah. But this is hard. This is not working for us. So let's let's kind of let's kind of agree to disagree and just go our own way. And that's that's so anti what God, how God sees marriage. And and, and unfortunately, a lot of times, the, some of the hardest hit people through divorce are, are kids. Yeah. You know, and, and families and, and and what that does. And so I, I think one of the greatest gifts, if you're a parent, one of the greatest gifts you can give to your kids is not a is not a, a, an Apple Watch or, or, or a sweet <laughs> car or a cool phone, but it's a good marriage. Absolutely. It's a sweet marriage because you're modeling uh, what that looks like to your kids. And you're modeling the gospel and you're modeling Christ and, and Christ's love for us as you love one another. And I think one of the trends that we hear is, they, they hear kids and they're like, we'll stay married until they graduate. And then right. once they're out of the house, we'll get divorced. Right. But that affects family oh, yeah. so much. Like, you know, 
it, it's it's heartbreaking to hear young mm -hmm. adults talk about their parents split after the and then did they even love each other? And right. what example did I have? Right. Do you see that a lot? Yeah, like, yeah, you definitely, you definitely hear that. And it's like, you know, as an as an adult, you're looking back at your parents' marriage, and, and like you just said, okay, what what was that real, or when did this happen, or what's going on? And then I think there's a little bit of you just because knowing this for me, uh, in my experience with my parents who 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 divorced when I was a teenager, it was just that you know, okay, well, is that gonna happen to me? You know, what what's going on mm. here? And so you, you sort of get a little bit of that, and and but I, I think yeah, it's. It's 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 this this idea of it just sort of becomes easier if we just do it this way. Yeah, and marriage isn't easy. Uh, it, it, it takes work, and there's a lot of good. I don't want to sound like, hey, you know, you're in this, you know, you're stuck, so work it out. <laughs> it's not that, but it's just like there's a lot of good, and I just think that we what happens is kind of like I, I mentioned uh, um, in the in the uh, previous episode where, where church has kind of just gotten pushed off to the side yeah. and become a negotiable. That's kind of how marriages go because we get stuck in dealing with urgent. Mm. And so it's like, hey, I'm married, so my wife's always going to be here. My husband's always going to be yeah. here. So I go and we take care of everything else. And a big one is always the kids. And I hear a lot of times when kids leave the house, you got a husband and a wife who look at each other and go, who are you? Yeah, I don't know you because what we've done for the mm. last 18, 19 years is we've just poured into these kids and we never poured into each other. And that's a big mistake that I think a lot of couples make is they make their marriage about the kids. And guess what? The kids are going to, you'll have the kids around for a little while, but they're yeah. going to move on and they're going to have their own lives, hopefully. And then you're still going to, you're going to be looking at each other and you're going to go, we have absolutely nothing in common. We don't know each other. And so that's where a lot of you know, you get these, they, they call them gray divorces where, where, you know, older people are getting divorced because they just don't know they each just, other. They don't know each other. They don't have anything in wow. common. They quit working on their marriage. It was pushed in the back burner because of job or because of kids or because of whatever else. But I mean, that's, that marriage has to always be front and center. What would you like for a couple that doesn't know each other right now? And they're like, what is a practical step to begin to get to know each other? Yeah. Whether they have preschool kids or yeah. adult kids, what is some practical stuff? I mean, I would say go back to when you first met and just start dating and and go out on a date. And it doesn't have to be, you know, it's not not fancy, you know, <laughs> steak place. I mean, it could just be, you know, grab Whataburger to go and sit in a park mm -hmm. or, or, or once the kids go to bed, just carve out that time, turn off the TV, put away the yeah. phones and just get to know each other, yeah. ask questions. You can go on the internet and, and, and Google, you know, discussion starters there's millions of them out there and just start asking each other questions and just saying hey you know tell me i want to get to know you because you you know most people loved each other in the beginning and they sort yeah. of drifted apart but it's like okay let's let's come back together and and so i think just an easy practical step is to is to just start to date and just start to talk and not talk about the kids not talk about the job not talk about the bills but just talk about one another and mm. sort of just sort of rediscover what what was there and it's there it just needs attention it needs love it needs to be brought back out it's incredible now marriage is it like you are incredible you have great resources you put out on mm -hmm. thursdays you put out on facebook videos and youtube videos about marriage tips mm -hmm. that People need to check out. Um, Reengage is something, right. and and something I, I want to the audience listening right now. If you like, it doesn't have to be a couple 
saying our marriage. It, it, if you feel that way, mm-hmm. engage, reach out to Jimmy. Right. Um, we'll have his email in the description. Reach out to him and just say, I want to be resourced in marriage. There's right. so many great resources. Jimmy has a heart for this. Uh, we have re-engaged. It will probably be in the fall, right? We'll uh, probably we have one. Kick off in the spring. Kick off in the February, spring. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It, this is the, the fall. fall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll kick off in the spring. And so uh, reach out to him. Let him know you want to sign up now. Sure. That sign up hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But reach out to him. Let him know because there are some great resources for marriage. And I think a lot of times it's the one person. Like I could be feeling it and, and I'm so scared to talk to my wife about it because I'm afraid mm-hmm. what if she's reciprocating and mm-hmm. this is the end. And I think you, you part of re-engage, and, and I think I've said this earlier, I can't remember if it was mm. in this one, but just kind of this idea of broadening the circle of, of you know what, uh, let's, let's go talk to, you know, we've been married for five years, seven years. Well, let's go talk to, you know, so-and-so who we know and trust who've been married for 25 yeah. and just kind of let's take them out to dinner or take them to coffee and just say, hey, how do you guys deal with communication? How do you guys deal with conflict? What do you what do? You do? What, have, what has been sort of some of your... And a lot of times when you talk to people like that, you, you, you know, sometimes it's like, wow, but a lot of times it's like, oh, that... Those are simple steps. Mm-hmm. We can do that. We can be. We can. We can. That helps our marriage. And and that's the thing. I. You know. Again, it's not. It's not this. Huge, yes. There's definitely huge problems in marriage, and and you have to address those. But a lot of times, it's just we stop doing the little things. Mm. We stop doing the things that that help build. Uh, our marriage and to make our, our, our marriage stronger. And so we kind of atrophied in that area because mm. we, we quit, we quit, we quit kind of flexing that muscle. That's great. Great stuff. And we'll probably have another podcast in the spring talking about marriage and, and helping because Jimmy has some incredible resources. So the next thing on the list is, is number four is anxiety. Mm. And this one really, as I looked at Google searches too, anxiety is the number two searched, how to, how to deal with anxiety is number two search in all of America right mm. now. Anxiety is really high. Right. Um, people are feeling it. We, we talk about the great resignation. People are quitting jobs. Mm-hmm. They're, they're disconnecting from life in, in, in churches and all organizations. So as we talk about anxiety, it's, it's through the roof right, right. now. And right. what, would, what would you say is, is some practical applications to how do we deal with anxiety, especially as, as followers of Christ? Right. Well, I think, you know, obviously as a follower of Christ, you know, you, we're turning to the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Because he, he talks about, you know, He'll provide the peace that passes all understanding that guards our hearts and minds. You know, it says, don't be anxious, but pray. And I, I realize when he says, don't be anxious, that sounds really easy, but he knows we're anxious, right? And so yeah. he's saying, don't be that. And 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 I think something, just some practical things is is sometimes we just need to shut off the noise because we, we, we you know, we're, we're on social media, we're watching the news, we, we're just kind of getting inundated. And I heard you say this one time, uh, just with the algorithms and things, what's, what's, what the news is going to do a lot of times, or what social media is going to try to send you, what really plays. What it's going to really feed attracts. the beast. It's going to feed yeah. the beast, right? And it's going to it's going to feed your anxiety because it's going to say, our world is is ending. The world is bad. This is you can't trust this. You can't trust this. And it's mm. just like, and if if you have a a steady diet of that, it's no wonder that anxiety is is through the roof. And so I think one good step is is just to sort of just quiet the noise. And just say, you know what? I, I maybe I need to take a sabbatical from social media. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I was talking to a I was talking to a buddy of mine. Uh, we were having lunch, and he said one of the things that he and his spouse were doing is, for throughout this year of 2021, they were they were taking a month and they were kind of letting go of something for for a month. Oh wow! So you know they did things like, you know, sweets or something. And but one of the things they did was they did they let go of social media for a month. Mm. 
and just and and one of the things that he just realized is how much that kind of fed into him. You know, another one was like they they didn't take their phones into the bedroom for a month, oh, right? That's good. You know, and just just little things because I think there's so much noise in our lives, and if we don't ever shut that down, then it's just it's just going to continue to feed feed this yeah. monster. And, and you know, you you think about counseling. One of the things. That, that we would talk about when we, t when we would counsel with kids is like, you know, we, we would kind of talk about anxiety as this funny little monster and we'd draw it and we'd say, you know, what are the thoughts that make that monster bigger? <laughs> and then what are the thoughts that make that monster shrink? And so what we don't want to do is we don't want to make that monster bigger. We want him to kind of shrink and disappear. And I think that's what's happening here is we're just feeding, like you said, feeding the beast and it's just increasing our anxiety. And we have a lot of, a lot of, avenues that are doing that like mm -hmm. you know we just learned facebook loves the angry emoji mm -hmm. it, it multiplies mm -hmm. faster than a like button and stuff right. and it's funny you said productivity like just time and, right. and what you give uh one of the most searched uh kind of bible plans is five biblical truths about productivity and time it's right. up 108 percent i think people like i'm feeling anxiety because i feel like i have a shorter day mm -hmm. it's almost like everything's been crazy like i don't know if you feel this way right. like it just feels like i don't have enough time in the day right. to do everything after covid and i don't know what that yeah. COVID time, I call it, or yeah. like, it, it, or it's, we got a taste of slowing down. Right. And now we're, we're trying to catch back up to what we were at a fast yeah. pace. Like, yeah. I, and I think that's okay. You know, like you said, COVID, it forced everyone to just stop. Uh, and, and for some people that was good for a lot of people like, Hey, I don't like that. And so the minute that we can, we just start kind of feeding, feeding the, the monster again and, and putting everything back. And, and I think one of the things it's, it's so it's 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 a phrase that we hear a lot here at FBC Allen. We try to tell people it's just this margin. We, we're living we're people living without any margin. We are on the edge all the time, mm. and when you live on the edge all the time, you're going to burn out quickly. And so, and I know when you hear create margin, everyone is just like, oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> like how can I, we? Yeah yeah. How can I? Because I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And it's just like okay, well. You know, are, are there are there things, okay, you are doing all those things. Are, are all those things necessary? And if they are necessary, okay, fine. But it's just like you've got to, God God created the Sabbath, and, and that mm -hmm. Sabbath is, it's, it's not about... It's not about taking a nap, but sometimes that's what it is. But it's 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 God knew how we were, what we were, what we kind of how we would do things, and He knew we would push to the edge. And so He's saying, "Hey, listen, you can't live your life on the edge. What yeah. you need to do is be able to create some some margin in your life, some time for you to kind of sort rest, yes, but spiritually rest, spiritually renew, and 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 focus on the things that matter matter the most. And so, yeah, I, I, I could totally understand why times and how to, how to manage that time. And I think for adults, like we think, oh, I've mastered it, but really it's good. Like once a month, I'll write down what I do in a week. Mm -hmm. Like just, okay, what am I doing? And I notice, oh, I'm watching too much Netflix. Like mm -hmm. a new series came out mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's margin. Right. You know, we think right. I can't get rid of anything, right. but we have so much we can get rid right. of. We just don't know because we yeah. just mindlessly there's, go there's through. Some, there's some great genius to that. A lot of people who are trying to uh, lose weight, a lot of programs will recommend that you write down your diet. And when you write that down, then you're 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 kind of you've kind of drawn attention to it, and you're like, wow, I didn't realize how much <laughs> I was eating, me personally, or what I was eating, yeah. uh, or or you know, or, or not just that, but think about okay. I'm going to write down all the times where I was negative today. And, and so what you, what happens is you start giving special focus to it, and then you start noticing it, mm -hmm. kind of like you writing down what you did the other day. Well, I'm, I didn't realize how much time I was watching Netflix. Or I didn't realize how much time I was 
you know, doing on TikTok or like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and so it's like, okay, so now I'm aware of it. And I think that's a lot of that has to do with like just becoming aware of it because it's just become so much a part of our lives. We don't think about it. Yeah. And so a good exercise, like you just said, is to just start thinking about it. Where, where am I, where am I sort of wasting time where I could kind of give that, I could kind of redeem that time and give that time over to the mm -hmm. Lord or to the things that the Lord wants me to do, like loving on my family, like Absolutely. being a part of church, serving the church, sharing the gospel. Excuse me, all those things. Or just having lunch with a, a yeah. someone that yeah. you can talk to and bounce things yeah. off of and just yeah. get good reception. Yeah. So, okay, we're going to go with the top three real quick. Peace is one. Mm -hmm. That's number three. Um, peace. Like, people are searching for peace in that. What would... Like when you talk about peace, peace is such a like a big term yeah. or whatever. Like yeah. I think biblical peace, what would right. that look like? Really, if someone's searching for that, like what would biblical peace look like? Right. I think uh, when I think about peace, I think about um, it's it's sort of I, I liken it to the word joy, too. In other words, my peace is not it's not external. It's not based on circumstances like uh, if all goes well, then I'm going to be at peace. Or if this happens, then I'll be happy. If that, I think it has to come from within. And when I say from within, I don't mean from ourselves. But like you said, where I, I God determines my God determines my um, my joy, my peace. I get it from Him. And a lot of that happens because we we need to remember that there's more to to this life than just the here and now. Yeah. You know, I, I think. You know, I've seen people go through a lot of different things, and you have too, Chris, of just heartbreak and heartache, but they never lose their joy. They never lose that peace. And because I think they they live life in the perspective of, you know what? Paul called it these light and momentary troubles. Well, the things that Paul was going through weren't light at all. I mean, he went through a lot of chunk. But it's just in perspective of God and, and what God has for it, and in perspective to eternity. I think that's... That's the thing that we miss is is that we just get stuck living in the here and now. Mm. And so when all we see is the here and now, then yeah, we're like, ah, oh, this is crazy. But it's like I know that I'm I'm a part of something that's bigger than me, and and there's more to life than just the here and now. And so I need to live in that perspective, mm. and then that brings me peace because it means okay, yes, I'm going through this, but I know I've got a God who loves me and a God who's going to walk through this with me. He may not deliver me from it right away. Yeah. But he's going to help me walk, and I ultimately know that, you know, to live is Christ and to die is gain, and that's what that's that's what Paul said, and it's a great mindset because mm. it's not just about here and now; it's about it's bigger than me and it's bigger than now. That's awesome, and so the other thing that I want to talk about is is love and healing, and, and I'm going to tie those kind of together. So a lot of people are are looking for healing because COVID is a real thing, mm -hmm. it, it, and I know that's controversial. I just said that, and mm -hmm. everybody's like, "No, it's not," or you know, it, it creates. Yeah. People are dying from COVID. Right. You lost a mom right. to COVID. Yeah. And yeah. and I think as a church, we have to acknowledge that people, this is reality, that people are losing their relatives, their family. Mm -hmm. Like our makeup from the beginning of church, pre-COVID to post-COVID, we've lost a lot of church mm -hmm. members too. Mm -hmm. And so for healing as, as a society, how do we come alongside like people that are struggling with that, I mean, you know, what does that look like? How do we, if we have a relative yeah. um, that passed away or we have a neighbor that lost right. a re a, their husband or wife, or right. what does that look like for us as a church? I think as a church, what we need to do is just like what you said, come alongside people. And because and again, things are hard. Grief is hard, loss is hard, but it's harder when you're trying to do it all by yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, again, back to the church. I know, you know, we're paid to go to church as staff members, but it's just <laughs> like 
you know, at, at church, that's where you find you have that community of people who are coming alongside you. And I think that's what we need to do is we need to remember that there are people who are hurting. And I think we need to acknowledge their pain. We don't need to be quick to try to dismiss it and say, oh, you know, it'll, it'll be fine or it's going to get better or, you know, God's in control. Yes, he's in control. But right now, I just feel like I've lost everything. And so it's just caring for that person, loving on that person practically, you know, whether that's, you know, we're famous for bringing meals and sometimes a meal is a thing. Sometimes it's just going and sitting with someone. I mean, I've, I've done that a lot and people have done that a lot where you just go, you don't say a word, you just sit. Yeah. And sometimes you just, the presence of someone else is just sort of, sort of, um, that's good. Uh, it's encouraging and, and it's helpful. A lot of people don't do anything because they don't, well, I don't know what to say. Well, you don't have to say a lot or you don't have to say anything. You just kind of have to be there. And so I think just as a church, we need to be aware. And we need to be aware that the things that we say, kind of like, you know, the the whole thing of, of COVID, you know, I know that's a controversial topic and, and we can kind of spout off our opinions about that. But, but you know, COVID has a face to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and just like other, other controversial topics, we can come in and have a hot sports opinion. But you know what? You, you take this big stand. And I'm not saying you, should, you shouldn't compromise the truth. Uh, but you know what that you say something and that someone that you you're having this big opinion about that's that's a real issue for some people yes. and so we just have to be careful we want to be sensitive we want to have empathy towards people and we don't always want to come out there and say you know this is right this is right this is right but we also want to say you know we want to have the truth but we want to have the truth wrapped in love and i think you know you talked about that next topic there was peace and then there was love love and I think that's that's what this world is is. I, I I know why that's I don't know why, but I could see why that's the number one trending topic is love is because it just seems like there's there's a lack of love in our yeah. world right now. So many people are caught up in their own self and their own thing and demanding their own rights and demanding what they want. And I look at Scripture and Christ never demanded anything. I mean, yes, He said, "Follow me." But the way that he showed that and expressed that was was by leading, and he mm-hmm. led. He was the first to, to to love. He was the first to sacrifice. He was the first to serve. I mean, he he set that example, and I think what we have here is just a lot of people yelling at each other, a lot of people who are, who are are, are offending one another. And what this world the world doesn't need that. The world needs that truth wrapped up in love. And that's in, like, I think as a church, we we think truth is we gotta we gotta yell out. Like, oh, this is what I see or something. Mm-hmm. But it's really, we got to yell out love, mm-hmm. the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was talking to somebody and they were like, you know, um, yeah, there's not very many people that died from COVID. Mm-hmm. But you look at how many people have died in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That's that's a father. Mm-hmm. That's a daughter. Yeah. That's a son. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't, mm-hmm. let's take COVID off of right. it. This is how many people have died. Right. And we've seen a lot of it. We've yeah. had a lot of funerals. Yeah. And, and as a church... We've got to come around and love. Right. We've got to love those people. And that's what's really broken my heart in this is this has become some kind of political thing. And mm-hmm. as a church, we need to s- just take that out and yeah. say, man, y- you've you've lost a loved one. Right. And, right. and I want to I want to love you through that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we don't want to be we don't want to be divisive. What we want to do is we want to unify. I think I think what nothing makes Satan more happy if he can experience happiness is, you know, when he sees a church that's divided. And I think one of the unfortunate things over the last few years is we've we've the church has become divided because instead of being unified around the cross of Christ, we've kind of become unified by agendas or yeah. unified behind people. And and I think what we need to say is, you know what, we're we are we are God, we are God people, we are people of the cross, people of Christ. And so what that means is that means that we are, yes, truth tellers, 
uh, but that also means that we, we share that truth in love and we are gracious and that, that we, we lead the way. I, I, and again, I go back to that. Christ, Christ went first. He went mm -hmm. first in loving and serving and, and, and ministering and, and caring. He didn't ignore people's sin, for sure. I mean, he, he, was, he would point it out, and, but he was definitely saying, listen, here's where you are. But we don't want you to stay there. We we want we want to love you, and we want to help you to know know where life, know where truth, and know know how to how to how to have that peace and joy and hope that everyone's looking for. And a lot of that is we need to listen. It comes yeah. back. It comes full circle totally. back to what we talked about with ministry and how mm -hmm. we ask questions mm -hmm. and we listen. Mm -hmm. We need to listen. Yep. We, yep. we we need to be a people of listening to people that are hurting. Yep. People that are struggling, and and you've talked about that, yep. and you have. You're such an, a great example of that. Huh, and, and so you listen a lot and, and you listen to my whining and complaining <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And so I, I really appreciate that. And so, you know, what, what is it you would tell the church about just this list and, and just mental health and, and how you grow? What is something that you want to leave as we close out this episode? Well, I would just say that. I, I would say, you know, that list is, is, uh, represents a lot of heart stuff, a lot of heart issues. And I would say don't ignore your heart. Um, you you got to have you have to have soul care. You have to take care of it, and so part of that is, is being in God's word. Part of that is is being a part of a community of believers where you're worshiping together, loving each other, supporting one another, and and a part of that too is you know is it like widening the circle, yeah, getting help when you need help, and 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 it's not bad to go to counseling. You're not you're not less than if you if you go to counseling. You're That's not awesome. you're not imperfect if you you know it doesn't mean that you're not a good Christian or you don't have enough faith. I, I, there are people that have been gifted and God has given wisdom to be able to help us to, to kind of get through things. And so that's what I would say. I would say take, take care of your heart. Be mindful of your heart and be mindful of the hearts of people around you because we, we're responsible. You yeah. know, we, we're, we're called to care for one another, love one another, to, and, and to share share uh, the burdens with one another. We're city on a hill. That's We're right. to be the light. Right. And so, Jimmy, thank you so much. Thank you course, for the man. time, man. Appreciate it was it. awesome. And was uh, looking forward to future episodes with you, brother. And so uh, check out Beyond Sunday. We are always going to be on every week. We're going to have a new episode. And starting in December, we're going to be talking about topics. And the first one we're going to talk about is Christmas carols, the controversy. Not really. <laughs> but we are going to talk about Christmas carols. And we're going to have Chad and Jeff talking about their favorites and the stories behind so many of them. So we look forward to you being there. Remember, uh, be here on Sundays. Connect with us. We're all about not just the Sunday morning experience. We're about the whole entire week being a follower of Christ. And we look forward to all that you have for us. Leave a comment below. If you have a question or if you want a topic talked about, we'll be happy to do that. Beyond Sunday is one of the many online resources that we have available to you from FBC Allen. The heart and desire of our church is that you are connected to the local community. So if you're not connected to a local community, be sure to let us know in the show notes. We would love to connect you to your local church. The local church is the heartbeat of the community. It is a city on a hill. And we truly believe that God's plan is through the local church. We are so honored and thankful that you are a part of this moment of Beyond Sunday. We look forward to the many other ways that we can connect with you throughout the week. Have a great week.